From Alaska Teen Media Institute, this is Podcast in Place, Youth Stories from Quarantine, a series about youth in Alaska during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're bringing you stories, interviews, and audio diaries from teenagers and young adults stuck indoors without anything else to do. I'm Atme producer Devin Trekengost, recording this on a tablet in my bedroom since the main Atme studio is closed for the time being. Today we'll be hearing from Atme senior producer Quinn White, she was in her second year of college at Mount St. Vincent in the Bronx when COVID-19 cases began to pop up in New York. Here she is, talking about her experiences, recorded on her phone on April 7th, 2020. When this all kind of first started going down um I recently got a new roommate and she's from China and one of the things we've been talking about a lot like we were talking about a lot was the coronavirus in fact it was the only thing we ever really talked about because we didn't really talk much but when this first started happening in the beginning of like when things first started to seem pretty serious around the beginning of beginning to mid February we were talking about it a lot and she was like aren't you worried and I was like well no I'm not worried like I don't I'm not really that worried in reality I was but I was trying not to overreact and the second either must have been the last week of February or the first week of March when they started getting coronavirus cases in the United States um the f- first person in the state of New York got it, and that is um, in Westchester County, which is um, n- directly north of where I live. And it was really scary because it was the only case reported in New York, and they shut down this school down the block from my college um, because that's where the man's children went. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is really kind of scary. It's starting to hit a little bit too close to home. And I remember calling my best friend Charlotte and being like, dude, you wouldn't believe what happened. They shut down this this school down the street from my college. Like, I'm starting to get really nervous. And she was like, well, Quinn, like, be realistic. It's the, like, it's the first one. Like, don't, don't think that much into it. Like, you're going to be fine. And... You know, there was started to be rumors that they were going to extend our college's spring break, which made me really nervous because, you know, I already had to refigure out my plans for spring break because I was supposed to go to Italy. I had to, you know, cancel my trip last minute, which was really chaotic and it was hard to figure out a place to go last minute. Originally, I had um, called my Uncle Rick, who's my only family member in the lower 48. He lives in um, Stonington, Pennsylvania. And I had called him and he told me he was planning, I called him right about a week before, week or two before spring break, because I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do with myself. And he told me that he was gonna be in Florida um, with his wife, Donna, because they were gonna go, they recently moved to Pennsylvania from Florida and they were going back down there to visit some people. 
So I had decided to go stay with my friend Charlotte, who um, we're both from Anchorage, but she now goes to school um, at Alfred in upstate New York. And she was on spring break the week before I was. So um, she had come visit, visited me before she had flown home and she flew home on Saturday. And then on Monday, the 9th, when I woke up, it was the most beautiful day and it was super hot outside. It was like 70 degrees. The next day I had a project that was due for my um, feature writing class. So I had to go take a field, like I had to go on a bit of a field trip with one of my friends and we decided we're gonna skip class, like whatever. Like we had to go to um, Arthur Avenue, which is the little Italy in the Bronx. So we went out there and we were eating lunch and we were eating the most amazing sandwiches and we were talking and Elaine, I was with my friend Elaine and she was like, you know, Quinn, I really don't think they're going to extend spring break. And I was like, me neither. Like they are blowing this way out of proportion. This is crazy at the time. It's kind of crazy. It barely a month ago, there was maybe like 120. No, there was, it was about a hundred cases in New York right and that night it was about 11 o'clock at night I had gotten an email I was walking back into my dorm and I got an email that said someone on our campus has tested positive for coronavirus and you need to be out the next day by 8 p.m that moment was surreal it was just insane because I just was like where am I supposed to go what is it like what does this mean what does this mean like just hours ago I had had a conversation with one of my friends about how they're not going to shut down the college right and this just really came out of left field and I was like where do I go what do I do I don't I don't know anyone around here like I I'm not from New York I don't have any family in the lower 48 except for my uncle Rick who's in Florida and it just really, in that moment, I really, I have never felt more alone than I did in that moment. And I had to call my parents and be like, what do I do? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know? And it was just really kind of like, just maybe one of the worst moments of my whole life thus far. Um, and a few minutes later, I was sitting outside and I was crying because I was on my way back into my dorm and I just had to stop. And I was crying outside and just around me, there were people yelling out of their windows and there were people partying outside and drinking. And it was just... It was insane. It was complete pandemonium. There were people whose parents were picking them up there. Like you couldn't like get on campus. There were so many cars. And um, one of my friends, my f same friend Elaine was like, Quinn, let's spend the night here tonight. And tomorrow you could come to Brooklyn with me. And so I had to call my uncle and be like, hi, Uncle Rick, please, pretty please pick me up from college someone on my campus has coronavirus and um 
So I spent the night in Brooklyn, and on Wednesday, my Uncle Rick and Aunt Donna drove from Pennsylvania to come pick me up. And um, it was just really crazy, you know, because I love my my Uncle Rick and my Aunt Donna. They're some of the kindest people I know. It's just that was not the circumstance in which I was expecting to see them. And I felt really bad for having to ask so much of them. But, I mean, I had no other option. What was I supposed to do? I couldn't stay in my dorm anymore. And um, they drove me back to their house, which is about four hours away from New York City. And I spent the next couple days there. And in those couple days, I got a lot of emails from my school that were all just extremely confusing because they were starting to set up these online classes and then everything was just starting like they were just starting to figure out their system and I was trying to reach out to the college and I was like listen please like I don't know what to do I'm from Alaska I'm staying with my aunt and uncle in Pennsylvania but what do I do like how like do I pack up and go home to Alaska do I wait this out for a couple weeks and go back to the college what's going on and no one would get back to me and I was just sending emails and I was like please will anyone get back to me and eventually the president responded to one of my emails and all his response said was maybe you should stay and I don't know about you but I think that staying on in my college dorm during a pandemic after they had to clear out the campus because someone was sick sounds like my biggest nightmare and having to stay all alone in my dorm just sounds so scary and there's been all these rumors that they're going to shut down New York City and people aren't going to be able to leave their homes what would that mean for me and honestly I didn't want to find out Eventually, someone got back to me and um, they were like, you know what, Quinn, you should go home. Okay, what about all my stuff? You know, that's back in my dorm. It's everything I own. I don't have anything in my house. Oh my God. And um, I had to, again, ask my uncle to drive me all the way back to New York to go get my stuff and... I got on campus and it was just a ghost town. It was really scary. You know, I got there and no one else was around. Um, I had to, yeah, pack up all my stuff and go. And, you know, right now I'm in the middle of the, like, of the process of transferring colleges. And so I was leaving and I was just like, this is it. I'm not coming back here. I will never come back here. And that was, again, another really surreal moment. I did not expect when I woke up on that beautiful Monday morning that that was going to happen that day. And um, it was hard to convince my parents to fly me home. And you know what? From their perspective, I got, I, like they didn't know what was going to happen. They don't want to fly me all the way home just to fly me back. But I mean, obviously things are just getting worse and worse and worse by the day. And it's just surreal that this all happened 
where I go to school and this impacted me so much. Right before I went to college, I remember I was talking to my mom and one of the concerns my mom had was, you know, Quinn, what would happen if there was like a national emergency? What would you do? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, you know what, Quinn, like, what if there was some kind of like 9-11 type catastrophe where there was like something terrible happened and like, what would you do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, why would I think about that? I'm going to college. And she went, Quinn, if something terrible were to happen, you would be all by yourself. And when this all happened, everything really came full circle for me. Um, so I got all my stuff from my dorm. I took it back to my uncle's house. Um, for the next two days, I had to go through all my stuff. I had to throw away most of my things just because I couldn't afford to fly them home. I knew this was something I would have to do eventually, but I mean... I didn't think I would have to make a last minute decision to like get rid of my stuff. And this, it was just a really painful process to like kind of be ripped from, I don't want to call it like my home, but I mean, like that's, that's where all my stuff is. That's kind of my home base for right now being in the airport on the way home was surreal it was really really crazy it's insane that that was only three weeks ago now I ended up flying home on um the 17th so within a week of me being kicked out of my dorm I was already on a plane home and yeah being uh, in the airport was surreal. I was really nervous because um, I couldn't find a mask for me to wear on the plane. But I mean, it was just crazy. I never thought that I would be in a situation where I would just be so paranoid about everything around me. Like I got on the plane, I was wiping down my seat. Everyone around me, there were people around me wearing like gloves and masks. And like, it was just, it was nuts. It was kind of like, being in a horror movie and I can't even really put into words how scary this was for me and like this even now that I'm home I really don't feel like I'm out of the woods yet um now my college has tr like most colleges in the United States has transferred to um online learning exclusively which um for me I I'm a communication major so it's probably a lot easier to put my classes online than someone like my friend Charlotte who's studying ceramics but you know it's still been kind of challenging for me especially with the time change so New York is four hours ahead and all my classes are real time you know, I have a 9 a.m., so that's a 5 o'clock in the morning class in Alaska. So it was really hard to get my professors to, 
you know, be on board with me, especially like at my college, most of the people that go to school, that go to school there are from New York. So I had to kind of ask for a lot of special requests and that, you know, how, you know, how universities can be when you make a request, they're not super, they're not always super happy to help you out. So it was like, I have just kind of run into nothing but issue after issue. And um, for the most part, it's fine. But yeah, it is difficult with this time change. And, you know, getting used to my new circumstances and everything. Um, right now, I am staying in my grandmother's house with um, my friend Charlotte and my friend Willem. Um, they recently put my grandma in a home, so her house, um, they, like, ju they just put her in a home, so now we're kind of house-sitting here. It was just when I first got home, I didn't want to get my family sick, and um, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I'm really looking forward to what happens after this quarantine. Um, I'm starting to get my acceptance letters. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to being able to, after this quarantine, get myself into a different position than I was before quarantine. And hopefully I can take this time to, you know, focus on my own needs and to kind of figure out what I need to get done before I go to my next institution. Um, yeah, so far I've got into Eugene Lang at the New School, American. Um, I'm still waiting on a lot of other schools, but this really gives me a glimmer of hope for, you know, the future in a time where it kind of feels like nothing is going right. You know, it's just, it's scary because... Of course, I feel really bad for myself. This has been a really awful experience for me. It really just, all my biggest fears really came to, like, they came true. And it was something I never thought would happen. It's never something I could have imagined in my entire life would happen. But there's people I know in New York that are losing their jobs, that are you know, they're losing their loved ones. And that's something I couldn't even imagine. And to see people I love and I care about there go through this also is just, it breaks my heart, it makes me really sad. And um, it's just, I don't know, I don't know when life for them will get back to normal. I don't know when my life will get back to normal, but um, in New York, it just seems insane. I could not imagine being there right now. I am beyond grateful for the fact that I was able to get out, but for the people that are still there, that live there, like this fight isn't over, it has just begun. But with that being said, like I said before, I am very, very glad that I'm home and that I'm safe. I'm with my friends who I love very much. And um, 
I'm really thankful that my family is safe and healthy. For the Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Quinn White, and that's what I gotta say. That was At Me Senior Producer Quinn White, recorded on her phone, safe and sound here in Anchorage, Alaska. You've been listening to Podcast in Place, Use Stories from Quarantine from Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by me, Devin Schreckengast. Stay tuned for more stories from quarantined youth. This podcast was made possible in part by grants from the Alaska State Council on the Arts and United Way. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Anchorage and help keep our podcast going, you can donate to our organization by going to alaskateenmedia.org and clicking on Donate. Also on our website, you can learn more about what our organization does, listen to past episodes for podcasts, or find out how you too can get involved. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Devin Schreckengast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. We'll get through this together.